Good morning, everyone. There we are. And Happy New Year. Uh, many of you I haven't seen uh, since, uh, I guess, Christmas Eve service. So I hope you had a, a great Christmas and a great New Year. Uh, 2024 is here. I can't believe 2023 is over. We have a lot of great opportunities coming up in the life of Second Baptist Church. I want to just encourage you to uh, keep in mind uh, the bulletin and the activities that are happening uh, in the life of our church. If you're a guest here for the very first time, thank you for choosing to worship with us. We'd love to get to know you better. Uh, there in, your, in the pew back in front of you, there should be a, a guest information card if you would fill that out at some point during our service today. And then as you exit, you can place it in the offering plate. We'd love to have more information about you to get to know you and, and maybe how we can better serve you as Second Baptist Church. If you're watching online, uh, you can go to to sbcr.org there's a button that says I'm new and there's a form there that you can fill out as well and it'll get that information to us I uh, do want to let you know that uh, after a couple of weeks of uh, downtime in the life of our church our Wednesday night activities are, are kicking back off uh, I will say our our college uh, services will not begin until next Wednesday, uh, but our youth and children activities will begin at 530 um, with the meal and then 6 o'clock. Uh, you see that there in your bulletin. And also prayer meeting will be uh, going on at 6. So be mindful of that. Um, there's, a, there's a little note about a shower, a wedding shower. Um, somebody connected to me. Uh, yeah, all right. Y'all can have conversations out uh, to with me later if I'm ready uh, for that or not. Uh, so anyway, you see the information about that. Uh, I, I will give, uh, next Sunday I'll give you an update on our Lottie Moon goal. Uh, we had a goal of $6,000. I know we're close to that. I'll get those final numbers to you because I, that is definitely something uh, to celebrate in the life of our church. Um, and then uh, the other thing I want to mention uh, the, read through the Bible. There, we've been. Uh, Pastor Chris has been encouraging our church to read through the Bible together. Uh, there are uh, sheets of paper, the the list, the schedule that, if you will, that's on our uh, welcome desk there, ministry opportunities desk around the church in various areas. Or you can go on the U Version Bible app, and there's you have the ability uh, to start that one year Bible plan, uh, and we can read through the Bible together. I just. Uh, a shameless plug, get in the Word in 2024, right? Amen. Speaking of getting in the Word, uh, I'm going to pause right now, and I want to read from the Word uh, as we uh, turn our attention to our time of worship, uh, our time of singing and praying, and, and, and really digging deeper into God's Word. Uh, I want to read from Psalm 63. Today I'm, I'm preaching on pursuing Christ. Uh, and I thought this was an appropriate one to start off our service with, is uh, Psalm 63, God, you are my God, I eagerly seek you. I thirst for you. My body faints for you in a land that is dry, desolate, and without water. And I think you would agree that today in our culture, in our society, it's a dry and weary, desolate land. And it's, it, isn't it a great comfort to know that God is in our midst and we can go to him in the midst of in the midst of a dry and weary desolate land and we can be filled. Amen. This is what the uh, the psalmist is talking about here. So I gaze on you in the sanctuary to see your strength and your glory. That's my prayer today that as we gather uh, this first Sunday of the new year together as as second uh, as, as our second family that we would be able to gaze 
on the beauty of God and see his strength and see his glory even here today. I want to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes. And maybe that's, that's your prayer this morning. As we begin this service, maybe, maybe your prayer is, God, may I be able to see your strength and your glory here in our midst today. Father in heaven, you are a good God, and we, we give you the praise for all things. And we are so thankful for all the ways that you blessed us in 2023, and we're so thankful for all the opportunities you're going to afford us in 2024. But Father, in this moment, we want to be able to gaze upon you in your sanctuary, in our midst, so that we might be able to see your strength and experience your glory. Father, we need that. We need that more than anything. And as a result of that today, Father, we know if that happens, we will leave here changed because we have been in your presence. Thank you, God. It's in the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Would you stand with us as we sing, Come, now is the time to worship. Come, now is the time to Oh my God. 
amazing to you that this holy God, this Lord Almighty, this creator of the universe, he desires to have a relationship with you. And not only does he desire this relationship with you, but he pursues after you even though you are the one who runs from him, and yet he still is the one who is reaching for you with all his glory, with all his holiness, and with all his goodness because he knows that you have a need. Won't you reach out to him this morning as we sing about the goodness of God? I've 
Definitely great to be back with you. Uh, I was out last week uh, 
I had an opportunity to take uh, some students up to Indiana, Fort Wayne, and um, uh, Second Family, you should be proud of those students who went. We were able to help in a, in a great way um, to uh, really uh, make an all-nighter. Uh, I know that, that, that really gets you going when you think about staying up all night long, right? I mean, that's, a, that's one thing on your list for 2024. I hope there's one night that I can just spend, you know, just staying up all night with a bunch of teenagers, right? Anybody in here? No? All right, well, <laughs> it, it was good. Uh, we, we were able to help get things ready for it. Uh, it, was, it, was kind of, it was a mixture of different things for this trip. It was a mission trip in that we were helping make something happen, but it was also kind of a retreat in that we were able to participate in what we were helping make happen. And so uh, they, had, uh, they did a lot of work, and they had a lot of fun, and we made it back safely. That's, that's what matters, amen? And so uh, thank you for praying for us. Uh, they had, in all, 37 teenagers, which is the most that church has ever had at any function. Uh, so the pastor of the church was extremely uh, overjoyed by that number. And obviously Gary was very pleased, uh, Gary Chadwick, uh, who uh, many of y'all know with Hope One Going, with our connection with Ukraine. He is there as the youth pastor at Christ Hope Ministries and Church in Fort Wayne, he was very happy as well. So uh, again, thank you for your prayers. It was, it, was, it was tiring, but it was a good kind of tired, if that makes sense. So it's good to be back with you uh, this, this first Sunday of, of 2024 as we look back at the previous year and we think about all the things that God has done, not only in our lives personally, but in the life of our church. I mean, I, I don't know if you've, if you've done much reflecting on... Uh, the activity of God at Second Baptist, but I, I didn't do any figuring on the numbers. I should have, but can you, if you just think back of how many baptisms we had in 2023, amen? And, and how God has moved, and we're looking forward to even more in 2024. But what I want to share with you this morning is that's not going to happen unless we can continue pursuing Christ in all things. Uh, if you've... Uh, looked at your notes, you, you understand that I'm going to be in Philippians chapter 3 this morning, Philippians chapter 3, 3 through 14, and I want to talk about pursuing Christ. Um, as you turn there, I want to make a, a, I just want to make an observation. Have you ever in your life, uh, whether when you were younger or even, even here recently, just really wanted something? And, um, and, and, and you, you would do anything to get whatever, I mean, fill in that blank, whatever it is. I, you know, when, when I was younger, there were certain things that, that I know that I wanted. To, I, even, even as I think back to Christmas lists that I, that I, that I put on, you know, the, the items that I wanted on those Christmas lists. Um, and, and then you open them up, and, and then, have you ever got to that point where you open something up or you receive something and you were disappointed? You were like, man, this just really wasn't what I expected. Or maybe, maybe like now, you know, you, you, you're, you're shopping for something and you find this amazing deal on Amazon, right? And, and, and you're like, oh, I just can't pass it. Oh, this looks great. You know, the pictures, you know, have you ever noticed that they take all the great angles of the picture, you know, of, of that item to make it look like the most wonderful thing that could ever be, Right? And then you're like, oh, I, I really, I think I could use that. And then when you get it in, you open it up and you're like, whoa, 
that really wasn't what I was expecting. Anybody ever done that? Am I the only one? Okay, I see some head nodding. You know what I'm talking about. In life, there are things that you pursue that once you attain those things, you, you're like, man, that's such a letdown. What I want to tell you this morning, that when you pursue Jesus Christ with all that you are in every area of your life, you will never be disappointed. Jesus really meets all, and exceed, he not just meets, he exceeds all expectations. Amen? And this is what I believe the Apostle Paul is talking about here in Philippians chapter 3. And I want to give you five truths this morning as we, we walk through this passage of Scripture about pursuing Christ. So let me, if you found your place, if you would, go ahead and stand if you're able and we'll read this passage of Scripture and then I'll pray and we'll get into the message this morning as we talk about pursuing Jesus Christ. I'm going to set my glasses aside here for just a moment. For we are the circumcision, uh, the ones who worship by the Spirit of God, boast in Christ Jesus, and do not put confidence in the flesh. Although I have reason for confidence in the flesh, if anyone th else thinks he has grounds for confidence in the flesh, I have more circumcised the eighth day of the nation of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrews, Regarding the law, a Pharisee. Regarding zeal, persecuting the church. Regarding the righteousness that is in the law, blameless. But everything that was a gain to me, I have considered to be a loss because of Christ. More than that, I also consider everything to be a loss in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. Because of him I have suffered the loss of all things and consider them as dung or rubbish so that I may gain Christ and be found in him not having a righteousness of my own from the law but one that is through faith in Christ. The righteousness from God based on faith. My goal is to know him and the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, assuming that I will somehow reach the resurrection from among the dead. Not that I have already reached the goal, or already am perfect, but I make every effort to take hold of it, because I have also been taken hold of by Christ Jesus. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead, I pursue as my goal the prize promised by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father in heaven, our prayer this morning is that we would be like the Apostle Paul, that even though... Uh, the world looking in on our lives would say that we have accomplished much, that all of it pales in comparison to knowing Jesus and attaining Him. God, I pray that we would have this desire within us to pursue Jesus with all that we are in every area of our lives because we know that that is the only thing that will fulfill us. 
God, I pray that as we examine your word that the Holy Spirit would enlighten our hearts and our minds in such a way that, that we would be able to grasp the truth that we find therein and then apply it to our lives and then go tell others. For Father, there is a world out there that they have tireless strivings after things that are rubbish. And we know that if they look to Jesus, there they will be satisfied. There they will have forgiveness. There they will have fulfillment. God, this is our prayer. And we ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Pursuing Christ, pursuing Jesus in 2024. Main idea this morning as we look at this passage, I believe, is pursuing Christ embraces an all-out approach to living. I think that, that as we look at this, and, and even, even as we just sang about giving, I, I give you everything. This is the idea that when we follow Jesus Christ, that when we confess our sins, when we repent of those sins and we turn to Jesus, that we confess Him as Lord. And when we confess Him as Lord, that means that He has control, that He has, you know, really everything of us belongs to Him. So... If that is true, then as we pursue Jesus, we must embrace, embrace this all-out all approach to living right now. And let me tell you something. Uh, if we don't, then we will follow after other things. Our, in, in fact, uh, there many, many scholars have said this, and I don't, I, I don't remember who or where it originated from, but I think it might be C.S. Lewis who said that our hearts are idol factories even. And that, that, that we're just constantly, if we're not careful, that we're producing something that we're going to worship. We're producing something in our lives that we will follow hard after. Just like that thing on Amazon that we thought we couldn't do without, and yet when we received it, it was, it was less than what we had thought it would be. That's exactly what will happen in our lives. Our hearts will produce things or it will tell us that we need things that really won't satisfy. You know, the, the, the Bible tells us that there is a God-shaped hole in all of us. And this is, what, this is what the world does. This is what we all do. We try to take all these other things that the world says, this is what you need in your life. Just watch a commercial, right? Uh, any commercial will tell you that you need this or that. Uh, in fact, right now... Uh, what, what, uh, I, I, I see these ads pop up on, on social media and, and other places of all these different games to put on your phone. And if you don't have it on your phone, you can't truly have leisure time. Right? I, have you noticed that? I mean, I, all right, some of you are nodding your hands. You, you understand what I'm talking about. This is the way you relax. And let me tell you something. I, I really believe that in our lives, even in our leisure time, we should pursue Christ in those things because it is then that we truly can rest because we find our rest in Him. So the key question this morning is, are you pursuing Christ through every area of your life? When you think about every area, I, th I think about Colossians 3, 23 and 24 that says whatever you do, do it from the heart 
as something done for the Lord and not for people, knowing that you will receive the reward of an inheritance from the Lord. You serve the Lord Christ. So as you think about every area, what does this include? You know, here in our Western mindset, we are so good at compartmentalizing things that we have our, our family life, we have our work life, we have our school life, we have our, our church life. Does that make sense? We have all these different areas that we compartmentalize and we, we, we put this one over here, we put this one over here, and we put this one over here, and we put this one over here. And what happens is that many times we find ourselves being different people in each of these areas where God says, I need to permeate all of those. And when God permeates all of those through you and through every area of your life, that is where you not only find fulfillment, but then every area of your life begins to be permeated like the people around you become... Isn't that what, isn't that what the Apostle Paul says, that we are the aroma of Christ? In, in sec, I believe it's 2 Corinthians chapter... Somebody help me, 2? Two, 2, uh, verse 14, is that right? Somebody look that up sometime and tell me a little bit later in the sermon. See if I, it, it's, it's somewhere around that. But it says that we are the aroma of Christ wherever we go. How can we be the aroma of Christ wherever we go if God is not permeating every area of our lives? Do so you see where I'm going with this? So are you pursuing Christ with whatever you do? You do it heartily. Go all out for the Lord. In that, when, when, when I have leisure time, I should do it with everything that I am. I'm not saying work myself to death, but I, what I'm saying is I should try my best to relax and enjoy because this is one of the things that God has done. He's given us this wonderful creation. He's given us the ability to live this life in a way that's fulfilling. Jesus said, I come that you may have life and you might have it more abundantly. And that's in every area of your life. The problem is we don't allow him into every area of our life. So here's what I want to share with you this morning from here. And this is what I think the Apostle Paul is trying to get at in this passage of Scripture in, in, in pursuing Christ and everything. These five truths. Let's look at these. And I think as we leave this place this morning, we, we will have a better understanding of what it looks like to pursue Christ and, and live and embrace this all-out approach and, and, and allow Him to permeate every area of our lives. So for the first one that we find here. Uh, I believe it's in, in verses 3 through 7. Pursuing Christ eliminates pointless exercises. Look, look, let, let's look back at, at verse 3. He says this, For we are the circumcision, the ones who worship by the Spirit of God, boast in Christ Jesus, and do not put confidence in the flesh. So here he's, he's talking about worshiping Jesus, but he, we boast in Christ but we don't put our confidence in the flesh. So he's, he's, he's bringing up this point of, of these areas of even in his life. He's, he's giving a testimony of what he did in his life that really, and, and what, what I've, I've said here, they, these were pointless exercises. And we're going we're gonna to bring that out in just a moment. He says, although I have reason for confidence in the flesh, if anyone else thinks he has grounds for confidence in the flesh, Paul says, I have more. Now listen to what he accomplished in his life. First, circumcise the eighth day of Israel. 
of the nation of Israel. What does that mean? That means he was a true Jew, right? He was through and through a Jew of Jews, all right? Of the tribe of Benjamin. Think about the tribe of Benjamin. Think about King Saul. Where did he come from? The tribe of Benjamin. He was the first king of Israel. And so here, Paul says, I, my family lineage, I go back to the I can trace it back to the tribe of Benjamin, the, the, the tribe from which the first king of Israel came. So, so, all right, so he's like, I'm rising to the top here. I mean, look at my life. This is what, now look, go on. A Hebrew, born of Hebrews. Regarding the law, a Pharisee. So when we know the Pharisees, they were the religious elite of Jesus' day, and not just Jesus' day, but even prior to that, they were the ones who, who interpreted the law. They were the ones who, who, who were always examining the law and helping the people understand what it meant and how to apply it to your life. And he says, regarding the law, I'm a, I was a Pharisee. Regarding zeal persecuting the church. And now, now here, I mean, we know from his testimony that, that Paul encouraged even uh, the, the execution of Christ followers. I mean, he was there holding the cloak of, uh, uh, of the men, uh, the individuals who were stoning Stephen, the first martyr. You remember that? Here he is, and he says, As zeal, I was persecuting the church. I was doing everything that our religion asked me to do and required me to do. Regarding the righteousness that is in the law, listen to this, blameless. You know, if you were to look at Paul, and you would, you would, you would have the law over here, and you had Paul right over here, uh, he, he said, I'm blameless. I did it all. You know, he was much like that, that, that uh, honestly, that rich young ruler that came and met Jesus. And, and asked Jesus, what, what can I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said, well, keep the law. And, he, and Jesus mentions uh, several of the Ten Commandments. And the, and the rich young ruler was like, I've kept these all from my youth. And you know, feeling really good about himself. And then G Jesus said, you lack one thing. Go sell all that you have. And then, then come back and follow. You know, Paul, his life was mirrored that rich young ruler in that he had everything together. Now, now listen, there, there's going to be sometimes in, in your life where you feel like you have everything together. But apart from Jesus Christ, it amounts to nothing. There are people that you will view, that you will witness in, you know, in your circles, or maybe even on social media or wherever, and you would say, if you were looked at that person, they would, you would say, they have it all together. Look what all they have. I mean, they are the cream of the crop. They are the ones that... that that if you wanted an example of how to live this life and to live it to the fullest, that would be that person. But apart from Jesus Christ, they're not truly living. That's what the, the Bible tells us. Now listen to what Paul says in verse 7. But everything that was a gain to me, I have considered to be a loss because of Christ. There it is. He says, pursuing Christ it eliminates all those, those pointless exercises. You know, I, he's, he's saying, I worked so hard in all of these areas to be like this so that others might see me as having it all together. But guess what? It amounted to nothing because when I met Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus, He was everything to me. My, he, my life turned around because now I started pursuing the only person who could truly fulfill me. All this other, it was rubbish. It was dung, he says a little bit later, compared to knowing Jesus. So here's what I want to I encourage you. 
eliminate those things that you think are so important in your life. You know, we, we, when, we, when we look at a new year, we're always, we're always considering resolutions. I don't know if you made a resolution uh, in your life. I, 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 I make some from time to time. Um, and I, if you're like me, I, I find myself not... not <laughs> you know what I'm saying, right? Um, I, I'm, not, I'm, I don't say, I'm not telling you don't make a resolution. All right. What I'm telling you is this, that we are always seeking to eliminate things in our lives. The Bible tells us we need to eliminate those things that we're pursuing that are not of Jesus Christ. You know what? It's amazing. When you start doing that, your life starts coming together. I'm not telling you that there's going to be, you know, it, it's just going to, it's going to be easy. Because we all know it, it's going to be difficult at times. Because, because we know that when Jesus walked this earth, the world hated him. And, and they made it difficult. I'm, I'm, you know, uh, reading through the Bible again, reading, reading in the, I'm reading uh, in one, one uh, uh, I, I'm trying to do, here's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to, to read in the morning and trying to read at night um, more this year than I ever have before. And I, I, I don't know, it, it, you know, it, it's probably my ADHD. I, I, sometimes it starts um, melting together, right? But I, I do know that, that I've been in, in the Gospel of John in, in one of the readings and, and looking at Jesus' life and, and he would say hard things. And, and, and people, there, there, would, there would, in fact, the Pharisees themselves, they, it, it says, I, I think it was yesterday, they, were, they had picked up stones to stone him because of what he said, because it was in John chapter 7, John chapter 8, when, he's, when, he's, when, he, when he really settles in and he says, I am, right? And the, and the Pharisees look and they, oh, blasphemer, because how can this man attribute God to himself. But it says that they couldn't touch him because it wasn't his time. And I, and I say that Jesus himself experienced hardship. So I know that even in my life, even in the song that we sang earlier, the, the goodness of God, I, I love your voice, you have led me through the fire. We know that there's going to be trials. We know there's going to be difficulty. But when we're pursuing Christ, even in the midst of difficulty, guess what? We can have a peace that passes all our understanding because we know that He is faithful and He is going to see us through. And you know what? Here's, here's the reality. If it gets so tough and it gets so hard that He doesn't see me through and I pass from this life to the next, guess what? That's gain to me. Isn't it? Because I'll tell you what, this world has nothing on what, what is in store for me in heaven. Whoo, now we're preaching now, right? Because now, now we're talking about we're pursuing after things that last rather than things that fade away. Listen to what um, the King Solomon said in Ecclesiastes uh, when he's talking about... I mean, Ecclesiastes is kind of, kind of a downer book, right? Have you ever noticed that when you read through it? Because some of the first things he says is vanity is vanity. All is vanity. I was like... What is he talking? He talks about it being striving after the whim. And he talks about his life and, and gives a testimony of his life. And in, in Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verses 9 through 11, he, he talks about some of these things. 
And, and I really think this mirrors the, the life of Apostle Paul. He says, so I became great. And I surpassed all who were before me in Jerusalem. My wisdom also remained with me. All that my eyes desired, I did not deny them. I did not refuse myself any pleasure, for I took pleasure in all my struggles. This was my reward for all my struggles. Now listen to this. When I considered all that I had accomplished and what I had labored to achieve, I found everything to be futile and a pursuit of the wind. There was nothing to be gained under the sun. Do you understand? I mean, this is the wisest man that, that, we, that we know of ever walked the face of the earth, and he said, I did all these things. Whatever you can imagine an individual doing that we, that in the pursuit of pleasure, that's what King Solomon did. And he said, he said, none of it amounted to anything. None of it. Because all those things left him empty. All those things left him bankrupt. Now listen what he says at the end of, of the book of Ecclesiastes in, in, in chapter 12, verse 13. He says, when all has been heard, the conclusion of the matter is this. Fear God and keep his commands because this is for all humanity. What is he saying? He says, eliminate all those pointless exercises and pursue God. Pursue Christ. Pursuing Christ eliminates those pointless exercises, but it also exceeds a person's expectation. I've already talked about this a little bit, but let's look back at, at verse 8 through 11. More than that, I, ha I also consider everything to be a loss in the view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. That, 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 that word there in Greek, surpassing value, is the word hyper-echo. Uh, have, uh, have you ever heard your voice echoed? I mean, you're, you're, you're in a place and, and you, hello, 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 hello. Right? That, was that okay? Did I, I kind of, did I fade out? just right? I mean, is that what you remember when you did it? You're, I, I, I told the students on, on Christmas, or New Year's Eve, it's, it's like the Grinch in, in the Jim Carrey version of the Grinch when he's in his cave and how are you? How are you? How are you? I asked you first. You, did anybody remember that? And then he starts talking real loud. You know, you're an idiot! Anyway, y'all know me. I think in songs and I think in movies. So there you go. But think about that echo when, when, you were, when you were casting your voice, right? And you think about hyper-echo. That is an echo that just keeps going and keeps going. He's like the Energizer Bunny, right? Just keeps going and keeps going and keeps going and keeps going because that's what it's like when you, when you, when you set out on the journey of knowing Jesus. There's a song that we sing, and it's, and it's in my mind. Knowing you, Jesus, knowing you, there is no greater thing. You're my all, you're the best. You're my joy, my righteousness, and I love you, Lord. Y'all. Pursuing Christ exceeds all your expectations. 
How do I know this? Well, for one, the Word of God tells me. Two, I've experienced it in my life. You know what, you know what irritates me about myself? Here's confession time. You're my, you're my priest, right? Even though I've experienced this in my life, I still find myself going after other things. Because my heart is prone to wonder and it's prone to leave the God I love. And if only I would make it my goal in 2024 to pursue Him with all that I am. Because if I do, it will definitely exceeds all my expectations. Listen again to what he says. The surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, because of Him I have suffered the loss of all things and consider them as dung so I may gain Christ and be found in Him not having a righteousness of my own from the law but the one that is through faith in Christ. The righteousness from God based on faith this is what, what he's saying here is you know all these things that I was doing that I were that, that I was doing in my life they, that amounted to nothing all I had to do was look to Jesus look to him on the cross dying for my sins giving all that he had for me because he paid it all he paid the debt that I owed and as a result now that I have faith in him I have this righteousness in my life that I've been seeking after and it only can, it can only come through him because you know, we sing, on Christ the solid rock I stand, and you know that last verse, talking about being dressed in His righteousness, and His righteousness alone. I mean, that's what it's all about. The only way that we can attain this righteousness that really we're all looking for is in Jesus and in pursuing Him. And it will definitely exceed all your expectations. Let's go on. My goal is to know Him and the power of His resurrection. Now think about that. The power of His resurrection. Jesus Christ defeated death. You understand what Paul is saying here? I want to know that, that power in my life in such a way that it's evident. And here's the reality. When we die to ourselves every day, we experience that power, but it can only happen if we're pursuing after Jesus Christ. That's what it takes to pursue Him, to lay everything down and to follow Him. Listen, what else he says, and the fellowship of his sufferings. Now, I, 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 it's interesting here that, that he's like, I, I want to know what it's like to suffer. That, and I, I'm, not, I, I'm not sure that that's, that's what it, look at that word fellowship. And you think about when there's a fellowship, that there, there's, there's a camaraderie there. Hey, I, I want to be so immersed in Jesus that I want to understand the I want, I want to know what it's like to have that fulfillment because Jesus said that for the joy set before Him, He endured the cross, and that's suffering, isn't it? For the joy set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame. I want to understand what it's like to have joy in the midst of suffering. And that's the only way that... I, and that can happen when we're pursuing Christ because it will exceed our expectations. And I know that's, that seems contrary to our belief because we think we have to have no suffering in our life. We have to have no difficulties in our lives to have joy. But that, that's not the case. 
Because Jesus had joy and suffering. Not that he was on the cross and he was saying, Woo, this is a great time. No, he was looking beyond. And he saw you and me. That's what Paul's saying. I want to know this. I want to experience this in my life. And he says, being conformed to his death, assuming that I will somehow reach the resurrection from the dead. So pursuing Christ eliminates pointless exercises. Let me, let me, I want to read Ephesians chapter uh, 3, 14 through 21 as we talk in this part on exceeds a person's expectations. This is the, the incredible prayer that Paul prays for not only the believers in, in Ephesus, but that, that this prayer, it's, it's, it's reverberating even today for us. He says, for this reason I kneel before the Father who, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. I pray that he may grant you according to the riches of his glory. Here, here we're already, we're getting this idea that there, there's something great coming, right? Because it's the riches of God which are endless. Um, that's why it exceeds our expectations to be strengthened with power in your inner being through his spirit and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that being that you, being rooted and firmly established in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the length and the width and the height and the depth, depth of God's love and to know Christ's love that surpasses knowledge. I'm going to pause for just a moment. To know Christ's love that surpasses knowledge. Do you know that love? Have you ever been in a moment in your prayer life where, where you're just like, God, I don't know why you love me. I do this, I do that, but you still do. You know, if, if, if it were you, if you were God and I was praying to you, you would probably say, mm, I'm done with you. You understand what I'm saying? But God never says that. That's the love that surpasses knowledge. And this is what he's praying for. And not only that, but so that you may be filled with the fullness of God. I mean, think about the fullness of God and all that he is. And, and, and yes, the word of God does, does an adequate job of, of really giving us an idea of who God is and, and what He does. But, but this is just scraping the surface because these, these are, are, there's, there's not enough words in the human language to really help us to understand everything and all that God is. And yet, He's raising the fullness of God would dwell in you. Who? And this is His prayer. And listen to what else he says now, now. Now to him who is able to do above and beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. To him who is able to do above and beyond. That's exceeding your expectations, isn't it? Maybe, maybe what we need to pray this year, even in this moment, God... Exceed my expectations. I, I have, I'm very limited in what I think 
should happen not only in my life, but in the life of my family, in the life of my friends, in the life of Second Baptist, my Second Baptist family. I have, I have, they're, they're, so, they're so small, exceed these expectations. Yes, we had, I don't know how many baptisms this year, but God, just blow that out of the water. What if, what if God this year, He said, Second Baptist, you're going to see 200 baptisms. Whoo! Would that exceed your expectations? What, 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 if, what if He said, hey, if you will pursue after me, Second Family... I'll fill this place and there'll be people sitting up in the balcony. Can my God do that? I need to pause. My blood pressure is going up a little bit. I may just fall off this stage. I get a little excited because I know what my God can do. And I don't know about you, but I'm ready for the floodgates of heaven to open. But it can only happen if we're pursuing Christ with all that we are. Pursuing Christ exceeds a person's expectations, but it also erases past errors. Whew, I hope you all grab a hold of this one. If you, don't, if you don't hear anything else I say today, please grab a hold of this one. It erases past errors. And listen to what Paul says in, in, in back there in Philippians chapter 3, beginning in verse 12. He says, not that I'm already, I have already reached the goal or already, am already perfect, but I make every effort to take a hold of it because I also have been taken hold of by Christ Jesus. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it. Here it is. One thing I do, forgetting what is behind. Hmm. Y'all, I could preach a whole sermon on that phrase. Forgetting what is behind. There, there's, there's so many layers, if you will, to that phrase, forgetting what is behind. But I want you to focus on one, just one of those layers in this moment. You know, Paul, in, in his description of himself, Remember he said, as to zeal, persecuting the church. And, and he did not realize in that moment, that, or in those moments, that he was persecuting the church and he was, he was um, uh, you know, even holding the, the cloak of those who were, who were stoning Stephen, that he was in opposition to God, that he was an enemy of God, that he was in sin. He, and he says, I, I'm forgetting those things. Uh, Tyler, if you will, go back to Beyond, or Behold, uh, uh, what was that last song we sang? Before the throne of God above, the second verse. Can you go back to that second verse real quick? When Satan tempts me to despair and tells me of the guilt with him. Y'all, isn't that, isn't that what Satan does? Isn't that, you know what Satan's going to do? He's probably maybe even doing it to you in this moment. He's reminding you of the ways that you failed in 2023. And if you're like me, if I, I, it doesn't take me long to think about 
all the many ways in which I failed God, that I did not pursue Him in every area of my life. But here's the reality. I have already confessed those things. I have already repented of those things. And I have already received forgiveness of all those things. And so Satan cannot tempt me to despair because there is no guilt within anymore because Jesus has freed me from that. Upward I look, it says, and see Him there who made an end of all my sin. Because the sinless Savior died, my sinful soul is counted free. You're counted free this morning. Then when you pursue Jesus Christ, that tell, that what you're communicating, you're repenting of your way of doing things, and you're turning to God's way of doing things, and so you, you can forget those things that are behind. Amen? And here's what Satan wants to, wants to do. He wants you to be identified by your sin. Don't let him do it. Don't let him do it. Because if you have gone to God and you have repented of your sins, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to, to forgive us of our, cleanse, or of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Does it mean that, that He's going to save a little bit for the next time you come? No, in that moment I have a clean slate. In that moment I'm, I'm counted free. Now Satan can't tempt me to despair. You understand what I'm Pursuing Christ erases past errors. Y'all listen to what the Scripture tells us in Psalm 103, 11 and 12. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is His faithful love toward those who fear Him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has He removed our transgressions from us. God chooses to remember it no more. And listen to this. If God chooses to not remember it anymore, then why should you? Why should you? You understand what I'm saying? That means that I am putting greater standards on myself than what God does. Pursue Jesus. And allow all those, those errors, those, those ways in which you have sinned in 2023, or maybe here even in 2024, I, I, we've already had uh, almost seven days to live. And I, I don't know about you, but I, I know I've fallen short. But I don't have to allow that to, to be my identity. Because here, here's the reality, my life is hid in Christ Jesus. Pursue Him. Pursuing Christ erases past errors, but it also energizes present efforts. Listen to what he said there in, in verse 12 again. Not that I've already reached the goal, or am already perfect, but I make every effort. There's that effort to lay a hold of it because I have been taken hold of by Christ Jesus. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead. What I mean by this is, that pursuing, when we look to see what is ahead of us, that is what energizes us. I, I, I'm, um, Ethan um, and, and Ryan here sitting by Michelle, they um, ran cross country. And I always enjoyed watching uh, cross country because, you know, they're, they're weaving in you know, over the land, here and there, and, and then always in cross country, you have the, the final shoot to the finish line. 
And it, it, it always fascinated me that when runners came around that corner and they saw that, that, that finish line, they, they saw that inflatable there, and they, they, they could see in the distance the time because, you know, every runner, they're, they're not only running against the other runners, but they're running against themselves because they want to set a, a personal record in that moment. And it, and it always fascinated me that when they turned that corner and they saw that, it's like this extra gear, boom, kicks in. And, and they're, they're once again energized to finish the race and to finish it well, right? You, you understand what I'm talking about? Have you ever, have you ever witnessed that? And, and, and this is what I'm talking about. When, when we pursue Jesus, our focus, it, 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 it's not on all this other stuff. It's not on our past er- errors. It's not on the, all the things that the world tells us will satisfy us. Our, our focus becomes on Jesus, and in that it energizes us because we know he's the one who... who who will satisfy. And guess, guess what? Here, here's, you hear what he said? He said, because I have been taken hold of by Jesus. The only thing that's reaching out for you, the only person that's reaching out for you in this moment is Jesus Christ. Nothing in this world is reaching for you. That's the reality of the Word of God. So why would I not want to reach out of someone who is reaching for me and stop reaching for the things that are running away from me? Because even as we sang in the goodness of God, your goodness is running after. It's running after me. Do you see that this morning? Reach out for the one who's reaching for you and take a hold of him. Let that energize your efforts in 2024 and understand that pursuing Christ is everything. Listen what the Apostle Paul says in Philippians 2. Just, just a page over in your Bible. Therefore, my dear friends, just as you all always obeyed, so now, not only in my presence, but even more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And listen to this, for it is God who is working in you, both to will and to work according to his good pleasure. He is the one who energizes your efforts. In pursuing righteousness on your own, God will never be in that. But when you are pursuing the righteousness of Jesus Christ, God empowers you to obtain. Last one this morning, and you say amen. Pursuing Christ ensures possession of the everlasting. Oh, look at verse 14. I pursue as my goal the prize promised by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. Oh, isn't that the beautiful thing? As I, as, I, as I alluded to earlier, you know, when we're, when we're setting our mind on things above, you know, and not on the things of this world, because the, the, the things of this world, they, they fade, they, they, they are diminished, right? Uh, and when we, when, when we reach for Christ, when we pursue Him, we are ensured of possessing the everlasting. Listen to what uh, the Apostle Paul, nearing the end of his life, he says in 2 Timothy 4, 7 and 8, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. There is reserved for me the crown of righteousness, which is the Lord, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day. And not only to me, but to all those who have loved his appearing. Are you pursuing Jesus in every area of your life today? I don't know, that was, that was, that was a lot. I, I think, and, and you know, I'm, 
I didn't even touch on everything in that passage. It's so rich. But as you, you think about pursuing Jesus in every area of your life, maybe, maybe, maybe today God has, has laid upon your heart, you know, that area right there, that needs, I need to permeate that area. Maybe, maybe, maybe you would be here this morning and you would say, Jonathan, I, I haven't even begun my pursuit of Jesus. Oh, would you, would you consider it today? Would you consider it? Because everything I talked about today, and, 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 it, and Jesus exceeding your expectations, the, the fact that, that all those errors in your past can be erased. I, I, now, I'm not saying that, that you won't experience consequences or anything that, from your mistakes, but in the eyes of God, you're, you're made right. But here's the reality. Even, even if your consequences aren't erased, Jesus is with you in the midst. And wouldn't you much rather experience those consequences with him than without? Would you listen to the voice of God today? Would you, would you listen to the one who is pursuing you? The one who is reaching for you? And, and, and who is saying... if. If you just follow me, if you'll just embrace that all-out approach to living this life with me, I will exceed your expectations. And you, you will have that home and glory What's the voice of God saying to you today? I'm going to ask you to bow your heads, close your eyes. We have one more song we want to sing this morning. And this song is, is Jesus paid it all. He truly did. He gave his everything. He gave his life for you and for me. What have you not given to him? What's the Holy Spirit saying to you? Even in this moment. Would you just give this to him? Maybe you need to come to this altar. Maybe right where you're at. You would say, God, I, I surrender anew. I give you everything. Remember, if you confess your sins, He is faithful and just to, to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. It's gone. You can walk from this place energized to live a life pursuing Jesus with all that you have and all that you are. Father in heaven, You're such a good God. And I pray that in this moment that we all would, would see those, those pointless things in our lives that we are pursuing, whatever it might be, and we would surrender those to you. Because knowing you 
There truly is no greater thing. God, I pray that you would just give us the grace and the mercy that we need to hand over those things. Knowing that as you take them, mm, that you will fill our lives with your goodness, with, with other things that will truly fulfill and satisfy. God, in this moment, would you move? Help us to respond. To continue in an attitude of prayer. Would you respond? Altar is open. I hear the Savior say Thy strength indeed is small Child of weakness watch and pray Find in Jesus your all in all. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. Lord, now indeed I find thy power. as we sing this final verse. And when before the throne I stand in Him complete Jesus died my soul to save My lips shall still redeem Jesus made it all all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. He washed it white as snow. He washed it white as snow. Lift up your voices to him and praise him. Oh, praise the one who paid my debt and raised his life up from the dead. Oh, praise the one who paid my debt and raised his life up from the dead. Oh, praise the one 
had left a crimson stain, he washed it white as snow. He washed it white as snow. Amen, amen. Thank you so much for being here uh, today. Uh, be, uh, again, remember that we do have our, some of our Wednesday night activities kicking back off this week. Um, look, look forward to seeing everybody back here next Sunday um, as we uh, continue on with 2024. Our, our men are getting ready to receive this morning's offering. Thank you. Uh, as always, thank you for giving. Uh, it, without your, your tithes, without your offerings, you know, the things that happen in the life of our church, we can't do them. I mean, it, it's just not possible. And, and what an, kingdom, an incredible kingdom impact that Second Baptist is having as a result of, of your giving. So thank you for that. Um, uh, I'm going to pray, and then you all have a, an incredible week. Pursue God. So look for those areas in which you can pursue him in your life. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for today. Thank you for meeting with us. Thank you for your word and how it... it it really challenges us and how it changes us. And I pray, God, that as we leave this place, um, we will truly be pursuing Jesus with all that we are. Take these tithes and offerings, use them for your glory.